Hello, and welcome to the Capital Compass Podcast. We are the official podcast of the New York State Catholic Conference. I'm your host, Jillian, and today we will be talking to Kathy Gallagher, the Director of Pro-Life Activities at the New York State Catholic Conference. We'll be chatting about the conference's role in respect life issues and some of the things we've been involved in throughout the years. Today, we are here with Kathy Gallagher, the Pro-Life Activities Director um, at the New York State Catholic Conference. Welcome, Kathy. Thanks for having me. Uh, so today, we are going to talk about the New York State Catholic Conference's, um, I guess, activities uh, and everything we do in terms of pro-life. So what exactly do we do, Kathy? <laughs> well, you know, the term pro-life uh, takes in a lot of issues, you know. I think it's... Um, misunderstood in general. You know, people hear pro-life and they think anti-abortion. Um, but for us as church, uh, pro-life means so much more. It means it means no one is excluded from our agenda. From the first moment of conception in the womb to the last natural breath, you know, we advocate for public policies that respect life along that entire continuum, you know, which is hard, it's challenging, but it, it makes my job a little easier because I never have to backpedal. Like no matter what I'm talking to a lawmaker about, whether it's uh, abortion or the death penalty or euthanasia or welfare reform, I always come from that same foundation, right? It's a very firm foundation to build on. Life is sacred. Human life is a gift from God and it's sacred from the first moment of conception to the last natural breath. So, you know, every position that we take falls on that continuum. Um, and it makes it, it makes it a blessing uh, to be able to advocate for moral principles um, on that continuum. So I, um, I know the church has gotten a lot of um, criticism over some of the pro-life stuff, um, but I feel like we don't talk a lot about the positive things in terms of um, things we advocate for in terms of pro-life. Yeah, that's true. Um, we do advocate for positive things, and over the years we've had some successes. Um, for example, I can think back to when we worked so hard to enact the prenatal care assistance program for low-income moms so that they'd be able to have monthly visits with their obstetrician and get their prenatal care vitamins, you know, necessities like that. And we were fought uh, by NARAL and Planned Parenthood and the Civil Liberties Union who said, prenatal care assistance program has to include abortion funding. And we said, wait, what? <laughs> so we won in the end, and then that program was challenged, um, and we fought it all the way through in the courts. We said, look it up in the dictionary, prenatal care, and we won unanimously at the top court. So um, that was one of the most positive things that I can recall uh, in my many years here. Uh, and that program, by the way, is still working to reduce infant mortality and maternal mortality in the state. Um, so that's a positive impact we've had on the people of New York State. Um, we also do very positive things regarding the end of life, you know, um, those kinds of decisions that Catholics have to make for loved ones at the end of life are very difficult and very challenging. And we try to provide guidance to them 
on what our church teaches. And our teaching is beautiful and profound and um, logical and reasonable. So that's another thing very positive. I think we've been able to help a lot of people with uh, the statement the New York State Bishops put out on end-of-life decision-making, as well as our video and our website. Um, So you actually mentioned church teaching, and I know a lot of people don't necessarily think of that with linking the church and pro-life. A lot of people will think of abortion, but as you said, it also involves end-of-life. So uh, I guess why is it important for us to focus on, like, pro-life legislation and, like, through... uh, Catholic social teaching? Um, Because I think there's a calling. There's a calling for all of us that comes from, first of all, scripture, where we hear the words, choose life (laughs) so that you and your descendants may live. Choose life. Um, And then there's a calling in all of the uh, Holy Fathers, the popes over the years, and all of the encyclicals, very clearly calling us, most specifically, Um, blessed Pope John Paul II in his encyclical, The Gospel of Life. He challenges us to live the gospel of life, to be the gospel of life that others will see, will read. It's like It's like we're challenged to put on this pro-life uniform, you know, so that others can see by our words and our actions and our deeds what it's like to really be pro-life. Um, so the gospel of life is a beautiful encyclical every Catholic should read. Um, it's challenging, but again, it's beautiful. Um, and then the U S bishops very specifically call us, um, they say we have a moral responsibility to be involved in changing laws and policies and, and the culture around us to respect human life. And in terms of respecting human life, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that it's not just end of life. It's not just the beginning of life. We work a lot on like social justice and um, social service change and everything like that. Yes, um, but it makes so much sense. You know, um, again, um, our, our faith says we should exclude no one. Jesus excluded no one. He sat down with the prostitutes and the tax collectors and the Pharisees. He welcomed them. He embraced them. So when we say we're pro-life, we mean we respect the life of that innocent, unborn, voiceless, voteless child in the womb. We respect the immigrants down at the border We respect every child in a classroom, whether it's a public school classroom or a Catholic school classroom. We we respect, you know, I also work with the prison chaplains, the Catholic prison chaplains in New York State. and, and, And I think about them. They've taught me so much about what it means to really be pro-life because they deal with some really evil people people who have committed heinous crimes and they have to look into their eyes and see the face of Jesus and respect those people. You know, that's what it's about, respecting life. It's it's so much easier to respect the life of a newborn cuddly baby than it is to respect the life of a serial killer, right? Yep. Um, but we're called by God to respect them all. Speaking of like social change and everything, we're definitely fighting against some um, bad proposals rather than supporting good. Um, But what are some ways that I guess people can become more faithful citizens and kind of, 
I guess, help us with our fight. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. These are difficult times for us here in New York State. You know, New York State in 2019 passed the most uh, unrestricted abortion law in the country. And now at the federal level, um, there's a proposal called the Women's Health Protection Act, ironically, um, which would basically enshrine the New York law on the entire country and wipe out any pro-life gains that have been made in other states. So yes, these are very challenging times, um, but that just means we have to work harder. You know, We have to continually contact our elected officials. Um, people can do that at our website, as you know, nyscatholic.org, um, also through um, the Human Life Action website at the federal level. Um, so people can get involved that way. I think another way people can get involved is through the use of social media. You know, that's how people communicate these days. So we have to put our respect life messages out there on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and then watch it spread, right? Because that's what social media is for, to watch it go viral. Um, I think there's so many things that individual Catholics can do, even when they're feeling disheartened and discouraged by what's going on in state capitals and down at the, at the federal capital, um, you know, just plant little seeds along the way, you know? Um, I always think about the women who have had abortions. Um, they're grieving, you know, they're hurting inside and some of them are sitting in our pews. So I think, you know, one simple thing Catholics can do is talk to their pastor about you know, Father, could we please advertise the church's post-abortion healing and reconciliation programs? You know, maybe we can reach those women out there and let them know that Jesus loves them and welcomes them back. Well, we already have it, but we're trying to, I guess, um, tell more of the public that we are definitely a very inclusive uh, community. Yes, and, yes. Yeah. Inclusive is a good word. Yeah, we exclude no one. <laughs> yeah. Are you interested in staying up to date with New York State Catholic legislation pertinent to the Catholic Church? Do you want your Catholic voice to be heard? Sign up for the Catholic Action Network by going to our website, nyscatholic.org slash action center. That is nyscatholic.org slash action center. Or you can sign up by texting CAN to 50457. Again, CAN to Five zero four five seven. Here we will be updating you through email and social media alerts um, to reach you guys, so we can provide educational updates on the most important issues being debated, and to provide you the tools to simplify the process of contacting your elected officials. We do not share any personal information, so please sign up for our Catholic Action Network again by going to our website at nyscatholic.org slash action dash center or by texting CAN to 50457. When a lot of people think of Catholics, they think of our views on abortion. And I feel like in terms of respect life and everything like that, it again, not just beginning of life, but end of life, we're not alone. We work with a lot of other groups. So could you tell us a little bit about um, these other groups we collaborate with? Sure. Yeah, we do partner with other organizations very often. Um, and depending on the issue, those partners change. Um, 
Right now, for example, we're fighting a proposal to uh, allow for physician-assisted suicide in New York State, which would allow doctors to provide um, deadly drugs, fatal drugs, to their patients um, near the end of life. Um, and we've actually created an alliance called the New York Alliance Against Assisted Suicide, where we work with other faith groups, um, evangelicals, Jewish faith groups. Um, we work with disability rights organizations, the Center for Disability Rights, for example, um, the Independent Living Centers. Um, and we've become a very strong voice because there is strength in numbers and we have a large alliance and we've been able to push that legislation to the background for at least six years now, going on seven years. So we're hopeful that we can continue that alliance into the future because that legislation is still pending. So um, you've been here for a while. I'm not going to say how many years, but you... <laughs> You are a staple of the a conference. Long time. <laughs> so, um, what are some of the pieces of legislation that you really champion um, for working on while you've been here? Um, well, again, the prenatal care assistance program. I'm very proud of that one. Um, I'm proud of my work on the healthcare proxy law. The healthcare proxy law allows us while we're competent to appoint someone to make healthcare decisions for us should we ever become incompetent. Um, and that's been very helpful, I think, to not only Catholics, but many people in this state in terms of their end-of-life decision-making and their wishes. Um, I was very proud of the ban on surrogate motherhood that we had in this state. I worked very hard to enact that law, and I worked with the National Organization of Women, speaking of partners, you know, unlikely bedfellows there. Um, but I stood behind Governor Mario Cuomo when he signed the ban into law banning surrogate motherhood for profit. You know, he said it was baby selling, which it is. Um, and then, you know, how many years later, 20 something years later, his son basically unraveled that law and unraveled those protections for women and children. So that was kind of heartbreaking for me. As somebody who's close to the issue, um, and I know a lot of people who are Catholic, um, feel strongly about these issues. How do you, I guess, uh, keep a level head sometimes with maybe not getting the result you necessarily want to and, um. That's a very good question, um, and it is challenging. Um, prayer, prayer is definitely part of what I do. Every time I'm walking down to the Capitol to meetings, I'm praying as I'm walking. <laughs> so prayer keeps me level-headed. Um, and, you know, successes are rare. Um, so you have to just keep relying on the faith, relying on your faith, relying on God. I think I would say to Catholics out there, you know, um, be not afraid. Be not afraid to voice your pro-life beliefs, you know. And like I said, wear it. Wear it proudly like a uniform, you know, so that everything you do, you know, from the way you drive, you know, we have to respect life when we're out in traffic jams, you know, um, so that people will know when they see you and hear you that you are a witness to the gospel of life, you know, be not afraid. Thank you so much, Kathy, for coming on um, and bearing with me as I'm getting, uh, getting my footing for uh, doing this podcast. You're doing a great job, Jillian. <laughs> Thanks, Kathy.
Thanks for listening to the Capital Compass podcast, and thank you so much to Kathy Gallagher for coming on the show. We hope you enjoy this episode. We'll be coming out with a new episode every other week. If you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And to catch the latest from the conference, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NYSCatholicConf and on Facebook at NYSCatholicConference. Thanks again, and God bless.